It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 713. Georgie Boy here. He's back. Uh, the boys are still recovering, having a bit of time off. I have put together each interview from the 24-hour live stream and I'm going to be releasing them every day for the next week. So, this is number two. It is with the Savvy Dietitian. Uh, recorded at about 9am, so we're still feeling pretty fresh at this point. Hope you enjoyed this one. This is the Savvy Dietitian. You're fine, hey, right? guys. Savina. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm, um, when you sent me the message, I was I'm like, pun- yes, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, um, I don't know how. I, I reckon it was Josh. You probably mm. found Savina's page. It's. I was just saying it's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. And we've just hey. seen it shoot up. It's one of those things that I can um, feel, uh, you know, it, it points out my flaws a lot of the time, but I'm also like, yeah, that was so good. That was awesome. Um, it's kind of triggering for some idea? people. Hey? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. That's Instagram How did you come you, up with the, the idea for the account, the account and the idea of the comparisons on the account? Look, I... I used to see all this sort of nonsense on social media and I thought, hey, I can do a better job than this. So maybe I should just start a page. And literally that's why I started. I was like, I can do this better. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a bit of a shock. I, the uh, One of the ones that sticks out to me is I was uh, we were in the US, we we're in LA, and I yeah. had just bought like 10 of the Justin's peanut butter cups, which was the alternative to Reese's. And I was like, I'm, I'm a hero. You know, I'm doing like, this is good for my body. you said they're healthy. Yeah, these are healthy. You're eating organic? Yeah, yeah, I was eating organic. I ate about 10 of them and I'm feeling really good about myself. And then I saw the comparison and it turns out that there was more calories and all that sort of thing. Now, What's your perspective on, you've got calories and a bunch of people say, oh, but what about all the other gunk and things? How much do we need to consider that stuff versus the calorie contents? Look, calories is one aspect about nutrition. I mean, we need to also think about the broader picture, what makes up the calories. But when you're looking at chocolate bars, like, are you really eating a healthy organic, like, is it healthy, a chocolate bar, even if it's organic? So I'm sort of like, look, eat the junk you want to eat mm-hmm. like don't worry about it pick yeah. what you prefer in terms of taste but of course like you can't compare like i'll see comparisons like people comparing nuts to chocolate mm-hmm. and being like they're the same calories guys it's like but they're not the same mm-hmm. they might be the same calories but they provide very different you know nutrients yeah. it's very confusing tommy and i have had a yeah. bunch of blow-ups because i eat chocolate for breakfast sometimes it's 85 percent what what sort of stuff? Yeah, what's yeah. the what's the classic thing that you deal with from people that just um, emotionally, uh, you know, have an emotional relationship with food? So one thing that I can't get past people is understanding that sweet potato is a carbohydrate. So they think potato is a carbohydrate, but sweet potato is this like magical unicorn on the side of potato. <laughs> yeah. And when you're like, oh, actually, no, they're both kind of the same. People yeah. are like, but. I thought it was good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my partner is proper for breakfast too. Oh, good. Oh, perfect. Is, is there anything perfect. in the sweet potato thing? Because I remember it's like in the bodybuilding sort of fitness arena, like muscle building. There's something I, people used to say, it's uh, less starchy. It's a better carbohydrate. Is there any difference in a white potato to a sweet potato, the you know orange ones or the purple ones? Is there any yeah, difference so- in the actual... Ca- calorie 
I mean, in terms of the carbohydrate content, sweet potato is actually higher carb, you know, sweet potato. Yeah, sure. So it's in the name. But, I didn't bury the lead. Here. It's in the name. Um, but in terms of the way it breaks down, so sweet potato will break down a bit slower than white potato. But we don't eat food in isolation. So you know, you're not going to have potato by itself. You're going to have potato. Oh, with mate, I, I've been eating heaps in isolation. That's all I. Eat. <laughs> you know, but most people will eat potato with like you know steak or yeah. you know some form of protein. So I'm normally like, look, pick the potato you like and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. In terms of nutrients, mm-hmm. sweet potato, potato does have like vitamin A, but we can mm-hmm. get vitamin A from other things. So small things. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen you sort of do a few call outs, which I, I love someone love who's got out. the sort of, you know, chutzpah of call out <laughs> someone. Imagine if, imagine if you had a, an account around at the time that the, all the shit went down with the, the um, food pyramid. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, you would have had a, the food pyramid. I mean, how much is, how much has it changed? Cause you are a, you know, by trade, a dietitian, doing it day to day. How much has changed since you started to now? Oh, to be honest, they haven't put much research into like our national nutrition survey. We haven't had one since like 2011, but we don't, um, we don't look at the pyramid anymore. We look at the plate, but nutrition is becoming very, um, individualized. So like, you know, they say one size doesn't fit all. So it's very, very individual. Mm. What do you think about all the um, like there was the the game changes, doco, oh. you know, uh, veganism, vegetarianism, all that sort of stuff from a purely from a, a dietary point of view or like getting nutrition and stuff like that? What's your perspective on that doco? So the documentary is completely like the lines of the, the research is cherry picked. Mm-hmm. So if you actually go and look behind it, the, the guy behind the documentary has a pro like a pea protein supplement company mm-hmm. he's got an agenda yeah like it's as simple as that mm-hmm. and if you actually go and actually look at the research behind it it's really it's not good like it's yeah. flawed but in saying that you can live a very good healthy lifestyle eating uh, being a vegan you can yeah. you know it just needs a bit more um uh planning and you need to mm-hmm. see someone to make sure you actually meet your nutrient needs because you're relying solely on plant-based food so you need to plan it well mm-hmm. um but the documentary the documentary also sort of confuses veganism with vegetarianism they're not mm-hmm. the same yeah. but they sort of use it interchangeably so they'll talk about veganism but the research that they were using also had eggs in it so yeah sure yeah and have you ever so gone no. have you ever gone vego or vegan no uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um i embrace meat free mondays but yeah. No. <laughs> okay yeah sure but like yeah, honestly netflix it. isn't don't get your health information from netflix <laughs> i love it, Heard it here first. Uh, i feel like uh, there's been you know waves of different not even fads but like uh veganism has been sort of strong on the forefront for some time vegetarianism back you know early days of the hippie hippie conquests and then there's yeah. you know six meals a day high protein all of these right and so i've done the six meals a day um thing and it works for putting on muscle and and if anything it just made me more aware of the choices i made because you have to think six times a day to do the thing which is eating and you're not going to end up eating donuts six times a day you feel sick after one round <laughs> of the donuts because you eat 12. Yeah. um one of them though is fasting 
And yeah. I mean, if people are just aren't eating, you're kind of out of the job at that point, Savina. No one's eating. You can't tell them to eat. We're all dead as well. Right? We've got no calories coming in. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I want to get your take on fasting as a, mm. you know, a, a broad spectrum. I know you said it's individualized, but as a broad spectrum, what do you think about fasting? There's good research behind it. Um, but again, it depends on the person. So if someone like, if someone can't go 12 hours without eating something like long-term, what's the point of even starting doing it? Like there's research around, you know, it helping um, cancer and things like that. But again, we can't just, you know, do things just because for like small little aspects like that when we can't actually stick to it long term some people do really well it really depends on it honestly really really depends on the actual person um but also people will fast and then they'll make up for it later so it really yeah. it, it's about how they actually understand what they're actually doing same thing with yeah. the six meals like i've come across people that are having six huge meals rather than <laughs> six meals <laughs> yeah yeah. Is it like on the oh, um, on that thing of eating after fasting, it reminds me of things like the cheat day, which uh, is in that slow carb diet of Tim Ferriss's. What's what's your perspective on picking a day and going a bit nuts? People just well, it depends. Like some people just go ham, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, I don't mind. I'm happy to eat something not that great every day. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It depends. Again, it depends on the person. Like mm -hmm. most, I mean, if you actually look at the research, people are eating not so great every day. Mm -hmm. So like the research is saying that most of our caloric intake actually comes from discretionary foods, like one third of our intake as a population. What would count as a discretionary person. food? What, what would that So be? like anything that doesn't, that doesn't fit into our core food group. So like donuts. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, so, shocking. I mean, I, <laughs> we're not doing I well as a population. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the fasting thing, if you're doing fasting properly, it, it, it works when you're doing the other thing, which is when the food intake time comes around, you're doing that properly. The six meal thing, yeah. like you said, not six big meals. The cheat day after six days of eating clean makes sense after doing six clean days. And that's where I yeah. think a lot of these things are missed because um, the fasting one is easy because if you haven't eaten and you're like oh fuck it i'll just keep going but i think it's yeah. it's 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 discounted the other part of it and so i think fasting has been an easy one i've what i've found and maybe you've seen it too or not i've seen it it's uptake in popularity i think is because it's easy right just don't eat mm. or like just mm. you know starve yourself well, there's no gray area in that like it's a lot easier to then start in some ways picking okay cancel out this food group or that food group yeah yeah and which yeah, is what all reset, diets do right yeah yeah and all it's, diets and it's, really and it's the reset yeah. because the six meals a day you're um you're needing to work out what you're having for each one of those that's what i remember yeah. hearing like it's it's not the six meals it's the it's the mindset it gets you in after having these meals what have you found yeah. the best thing to sort of help people get conscious about what they're eating if their idea is to you know become healthier or lose weight yeah so actually being aware of what they're eating people actually don't realize how often they actually eat i mean people are being more aware now that they're actually home they're like oh i'm actually always going to the fridge and eating yeah. and i'm like yeah it's really I mean, important to actually be aware about what you're doing 
Um, but again, like, so all these sort of like clean eating and, you know, having restricting food groups and stuff, it's actually becoming quite a problem. So we're seeing quite a, um, a huge um, increase in sort of like disordered eating. And I'm not sure whether it sort of clusters around like the social media sort of aspect, but um, it is dangerous for some people because they are more at risk of developing eating disorders from their disordered behaviors around food. Mm. Some people can cut out food groups and then be completely fine, whereas other people can spiral into quite a um, deadly sort of cycle. So, Vena, what do you think about that, that sort of uh, advice just to have a balanced diet? You just need balance. <laughs> ba I mean, balance means different things to different people, right? So you need to be pretty specific. Same with clean eating. What is clean yeah. eating? No one actually knows. There's no, um, there's no set definition. Like even if you looked it up, like do hashtag clean eating, you'll see all sorts of things. At the moment, it's sort of going around like sort of that veganism, um, you know, plant-based sort of foods. Um, but balance means different things to different people. So some people will say to me, I can't have chocolate in the house because, uh, I will just eat the whole block. Technically that's not balanced, is it? But yeah. it works for that, uh, that person. Um, it definitely needs context. Balance needs context. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the intuitive eating movement, there was a, there's a book called intuitive eating. I've had friends do it with varying levels of success. Some of them just, you know, blow out, but feel great. Others, um, yeah, yeah, varying, um, results. What's your, t I feel like if I was to do it, I would completely blow out cause I would just, I don't know how intuitive I find eating. Um, <laughs> what's your take on it? Do you understand that sort of that whole movement? So that's a big movement at the moment. Um, I feel it's all well and good for people who actually understand nutrition to talk about mm -hmm. intuitive eating. And it's definitely, I think it has its um, positives to it as well. But I mean, if you don't actually understand nutrition, how do you actually know about food? You know, mm -hmm. it's all well and good for me to sit here and be like, oh, eat intuitively. But mm -hmm. some people actually don't understand nutrition. Yeah. So it's about actually educating and then I think for me, intuitive eating is about knowing that food isn't like, there's no good and bad foods, letting your body tell you whether, you know, you can eat and not eat. Some people can't do that though. So I have a patient at the moment that has hyperphagia, which is basically excessive hunger. Mm. So they, they wow. so it's actually intellectual disability. They cannot not feel hungry. Wow, so how would so intuitive annoying. eating play into that? Yeah. Again, well, one size does not fit all. There's also that, um, is the book Mindless Eating or um, where, where it's looking at the psychology of, of eating. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm always surprised at how much of the external factors <clears throat> play into how much we eat. So how much is on the plate, how much popcorn is in front of you. It's sort of like the yeah. Parkinson's law. Marketing. Yeah, you, you feel the time that's allocated to it. It's like you sort of you eat whatever's on, on your plate. Is that um, – it is – Food in Australia, because obviously the US is a different case, are portion sizes that are getting sold to us, are they actually getting smaller or are they getting bigger? Bigger. Yeah. Bigger, way bigger. Mm -hmm. So if you actually, you can even Google um, portion distortion and you'll see mm -hmm. how the portions have changed from like 20 years ago to now. So there's a huge difference. And I think food marketing has a huge play, play on this. There's a really good... Um, campaign in the uk called bite back 
And they did this video showing um, people how food advertising actually impacts our food decisions. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, food marketing has a huge um, role to play with our food decisions mm. because we see things we want it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the same. Yeah, if I, I see something. Definitely. I think how much of it is the, um, what we learned as kids, like when you're the patients that you see, how many of the, the disordered eating comes from what they were eating when they were, when they were young? I don't think, I mean, I feel like a lot of people say they ate quite well when they were young. I think what's mm -hmm. really changed now is our activity. So like I'll often say to people, look, activity is not just about going to the gym. Activity is about general, like incidental activity. So going to the bank to pay a bill, like have, have you guys gone to the bank to pay a bill? No, definitely not. I haven't. <laughs> so like all these things people did like back in the day, yeah. no one's doing anymore. So uh -huh. yet we're eating more. But one of the common themes that I hear from people is that they learn to eat everything on their plate. So mm -hmm. that is now having an impact. So more people in their 50s, 60s, rather than say 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. I mean, I so, could just keep, I mean, TJ, have you got questions? Because I could just keep slamming Savannah with questions. So <laughs> I'm actually to... getting pretty hungry. Where do we actually get... You go, TJ. No, you go, baby. Okay, great. <laughs> where do, where do, where are we where do we get our education from around nutrition? Are, are there resources online or or things? Because I I mean I listen to like you know podcasts and so I've got like a vegetarian podcast or plant based podcast and then you're also listening to like people on Joe Rogan and it's like you've got all this diet. information <laughs> overload. Yeah, and mm. and it's even like you're still like government websites. Some of them still have like food pyramids up and stuff. And it's, and it's like all this information. I don't know where to look to get, you know, the latest in terms of what I should be eating. Yeah. It depends what you're actually looking for. So obviously the eat for health, um, website is for, um, Australians in terms of just general population based, um, information. But then of course, disease specific, there are other, so like Baker IDI, which is like the diabetes and I'm, I work mainly in diabetes, so Baker IDI is awesome and actually based in Melbourne. Oh, cool. So they're awesome for um, resources, but everyone's coming to social media now, which is why I think social yeah. media is um, quite a dangerous platform because there yeah. is a lot of misinformation on social media. And just because someone calls themselves a doctor, it doesn't mean they're actually a medical doctor. It could mean that they're a doctor of like, I don't know, butterflies or you know they've done like a phd <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. but people don't get that people think yeah. that like doctor means like medical doctor mm -hmm. what about even medical I, I feel like a lot of the docos and stuff um talk about the fact that there is and i guess using examples like the pyramid to say hey uh medicine all of these things are behind you're gonna have to take control of your own you're gonna have to read and yeah. research mm. do you believe that to be the case Nutrition, like in terms of nutrition, it's an evolving science. So we learn new things all the time. I mean, if you look back at what they did for diabetes 20 years ago, it's completely different. We've moved on with those sorts of um, trends. And that's because it's an, an, it's an evolving science. Medicine as well. So medicine's always changing. We have new technology. There's, you know, new medicines like look, like look, they're looking for COVID-19 mm -hmm. vaccine. So it's evolving. So you have to sort of, um, look at what the most recent research is saying and go you know um 
but also at the same time be aware that research not all research is of high quality so you can there's lots of research out there but it's about understanding what is good quality research so like animal studies we're not, we we're not petri dishes or mm -hmm. mice so when like people compare us to like animal studies we have to think mm, that's not actually that good research well, let, let's keep let's watch the space basically mm -hmm. um in terms of immune boosting do's and don'ts it's very important this time around COVID 19 what are what are some do's and don'ts for immune boosting? So we, we don't want to boost our immune system so boosting our immune system means that we're causing harm we want to support our immune system. So I've, I've been seeing the, you know, things to boost your immune system. That's actually not the right way to say it, but it's all over social media at the moment. So, um, so what would boosting? Terms, so what does that mean if you just look boosting, at that idea? Like, so if you think about boosting, if you boosted your immune system, people develop autoimmune conditions like celiac disease sure. and type two, type one diabetes and stuff. I mean, that's extreme, but we don't want to boost it. We want to support our immune mm -hmm. system. So optimize, I mean, optimize be an appropriate word. Like yeah, optimize, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, support, mm -hmm. probably support is what I'd go for. Um, yeah. And so, you know, boring message, eat your fruit and vegetables. So everyone was freaking out about how there wasn't anything in the shops, but the, like the stores were still full with fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Was the Everyone's worry though, because I no definitely problem. bought, I bought a lot of um, black beans, because I yeah. feel like that's the like the concern is it's like ah, oh, I need something that's gonna like especially like going back six weeks or whatever where it was a little bit sort of, uh, you know, panic buying and things like that. Yeah, I think that that's obviously a big part of it, which is the, you know, how long is this produce going to last? Yeah. Is there a good diet? Like, what is if shit did hit the fan and all of a sudden we didn't have access to uh, produce that was that had a long shelf life. What are, what are the mm. long shelf life products that are good from a nutrition perspective? Yep, so like all your canned legumes and lentils, dried legumes and lentils, potato, sweet potato, um, they're all good things to have in your pantry. What else do I have? I'm actually looking at my pantry right now. Um, <laughs> you know, things like even like rice and whole, like whole grains are good. Um, you can also freeze things. So you can freeze, you know, frozen veg, frozen fruit, all of those things are good. Mm -hmm. um, we won't, I highly doubt people will be in that stage where they can't access food. Like everyone thought the shops were going to close, but yeah, yeah. it didn't happen. And I think everyone has enough pasta to last them till <laughs> yeah. 2025, yeah, yeah. like probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or at least bought the pasta machine to see them through to 2040. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I actually bought the KitchenAid. I've got a KitchenAid. I bought the um, attachment for my KitchenAid. Couldn't get flour. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> God. Surely that... Whereabouts are you based, Savina? Perth. Perth. Oh, great. We're are doing quite well, right? Yeah, COVID. yeah, it's going very well. Uh, we've got a, a, a Grace in Perth who's saying that's absolutely freezing where she is. Is it, is it cold right now for you? Or have you turned it's the heater on? Freezing. Okay. <laughs> but we don't, it doesn't get that cold in Perth. So if it's yeah. like, you know, 19 degrees, we're like, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just on Savina, the frozen stuff, how much loss of nutrients, macronutrients do you get if you freeze a some kind of broccoli, you know, some kind of bean mix and then reheat it. How much do you lose? 
So you'll lose some from the reheating um, uh, stage because obviously, you know, you will lose some from adding an element of heat to it. But actually, so if you were to buy frozen broccoli, it's actually snap frozen. So it's probably fresher than the fresh stuff. Yeah. Because think about yeah. especially stuff coming to WA, things take a while to get here. So if you're buying frozen stuff, it's actually snap frozen. So it's quite fresh. Yeah, hey, just to um, see, sort of see us out, we're that, doing it. But just in saying that, steaming is better than boiling because obviously if you boil, you lose all the um, micronutrients through the water. Unless How do you make steaming, to, like um, salting and things, like adding salt? Yeah, my question was going to be how do you make steaming taste good? But like I guess a broader <laughs> question, adding salt <laughs> to things, salt, pepper, like seasoning, uh, yeah. how, how much of – of a problem is over seasoning do you think look i think i like i like food that tastes good so i like mm -hmm. seasoning my food well sure. and my thing is if you're not eating heaps and heaps of ultra processed foods you know if we're going to have a problem with salt mm -hmm. so you can season your food quite nicely so like some people will stay away from like you know like sauces like you know the asian style sauces i don't because i don't eat that much ultra processed foods unless I'm going out or like at a party or like, you know, like at the movies mm -hmm. or something like that. So I'm not too fussed, but you can get good flavor from, you know, like garlic and I love garlic, mm -hmm. garlic, mm -hmm. chili for the people that can't so have garlic, good. garlic infused olive oil is yeah, awesome. so good. So good. Chili, all of those things. You can, you don't have to sit down and eat steamed vegetables. Okay. I yeah. rarely do. <laughs> okay, <good>. Don't eat <laughs> um, vegetables. Josh, we're edging close to our um, 21 hour mm -hmm. uh, sting, um, which I think maybe on the other side, we can start getting some tips on how, like for today, because Savina, we're doing a 24 hour live stream, yeah. no sleep. Um, I mean, how, have you had a cookie yet, Josh? Do you had one? Yeah, yeah, one I had, had a cookie. I'm feeling so a little bit quickly. sick. I've got the cold sweats going on, just managing all the... Um, really? Just multitasking. Plus I think maybe. you're overthinking it. Like you know when you go on a road, you know when you go on a road trip yeah. and you have snacks in the back of the car. Like I'm barely down the freeway. I'm like, oh, do you guys want a snack? <laughs> Definitely. I've uh, well, we, we did a whole video where the the boys stitched me up. Where they we got a bag of natural confectionery company lollies. Jumbo and they, family. Jumbo sauce. one, and they all pretended we were driving to Shepparton, which is in Victoria, and they um. The boys were all eating some or pretending to eat some. And so by the end of it, I finished the bag and I thought we'd all finished it as a group. But it turns out I'd eaten all of them on my own. Um, 2,200 cows. 2,200 yeah, cows. Yeah, it's not ideal. But I mean, I think Sevs has had some strawberries so far. I had some porridge to start mm. with early, like probably 6 a.m. We're just trying to work out uh, how do we do this and how do we sustain some level of energy? I know we'll still be tired. But how do we get through no sleep and avoiding those slumps? What do you think? Have some coffee. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> some people don't metabolize coffee. So some people, you know how some people will feel like a buzz after coffee? Some people yeah. won't because they don't metabolize coffee. Um, they don't have the enzymes that metabolize coffee effectively. How's the, um, what about like genetic tests to, or like getting your bloods done to try and work out what's right for you? Is that a thing? Don't waste your money on stuff like that. I mean, oh, really? in saying that though, watch that 
that's a big actually nutrition space. But at this point in time, mm-hmm. most people can just do with actually eating some vegetables and having some fruit. Will it give because any insights poor- though? Like things like um, yeah, there's all this like gluten like fruit like intolerances and all that. Yeah, stuff. like so at the so the best way to check for um gluten issues is actually a small bio, a small bowel biopsy and that they check for celiac disease but gluten intolerance intolerance is an issue definitely mm-hmm. uh, but we do have um certain diets that look at food intolerances rather than blood tests there are um you can look at blood tests for say things like celiac disease and stuff like that but there are specific diets sorry Savannah, we just hit the uh, hour mark it's probably obnoxious. I, I probably I, should warn you, but it is, um, it is a it, little bit obnoxious. <laughs> I quite like it. It's very powerful. Gets yeah, me. Yeah, it's For some on reason, the, that's yeah. doing more than coffee. I haven't yeah. had a coffee yet, but how are you feeling after that, John? Yeah, yeah, good reset. So on the um, so yeah, the blood test thing. So is it actually? Have, so I guess there's a difference have between you seen it. the blood test diet. Have you seen the blood test diet book? No. There oh, is no. a diet called the blood test diet so or the blood type diet i think it's a blood type blood diet type, yeah. so mm-hmm. you eat according to your blood type okay oh, and no. so is the is, so there's is, a diet for everything yeah and so like i yeah. i sort of you can get tricked into believing these things because it's it has some sort of like oh blood tests do things like i can get a yeah. blood test and see if i'm like diabetic or whatever and so it's like oh like maybe i can do that to see whether i can metabolize um or whether I should eat Reese's peanut butter cups, I don't know. Like work out uh, all this sort of stuff. Is there any? So there's a difference, I guess, between don't waste your money. You're overthinking it or whatever. You're trying to over-optimize. What's the scale versus that sort of in that area where it's just like um, it's unnecessary versus being completely bullshit? Is there is there some validity to it? depends what you're looking at like often what i say to people if they they feel like there's actually something wrong with them instead of looking it up on the internet go to your doctor mm-hmm. like that would be the best place to start so if you actually feel like there's something not right with you actually seek medical advice yeah that makes sense. and so when do you go to a dietitian a doctor versus going to a dietitian um like i uh we did a, a uh, what did we do a testosterone a test testosterone, yeah. uh, for our episode 500 <laughs> Uh, Tommy won. I, I came last, but it's not a competition, really. Everyone's sort of individual. But the um, I guess when you're competing, but I was because I was sort of. Bold, I thought I was balding, so I thought that maybe that gave that was all testosterone, but it's it's something else. Um, but something else. The uh, so yeah, when I when we're getting all the bloods stuff done, like you sort of um, uh, they looked at my cholesterol, and. Um, they were like, oh, you know, they, they were sort of giving advice or whatever, like avoid. They were talking about like avoiding, I think, like yolks or whatever. And I was like, hang on, isn't oh, this? Yeah. Haven't we? Haven't we moved on? The poor be- egg. Yeah, haven't we moved beyond the the idea that um, that eating eating cholesterol will be negative to your cholesterol? Can you clear that one up? Because oh, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So the first thing to understand is that we naturally produce cholesterol. So our liver actually makes cholesterol. So it actually so um, so. Understanding that first is important. And also Mm -hmm. the idea that, so when we eat cholesterol, our liver will change its um, rate of production. So if you have something wrong with your liver, then maybe you'll have issues with that um, process. But no, cholesterol from food doesn't increase our cholesterol. It's actually Mm -hmm. more the 
saturated fat. And of course, we research now is showing us that, you know, saturated fat, there are different types, but often we see saturated fat increasing that bad LDL lousy cholesterol. So LDL lousy, so it's our bad cholesterol mm -hmm. in, our, um, in our blood. And so is that just bad advice from the doctor then? Like are you empathetic to these doctors or like should they know better? Look, doctors don't have a training in nutrition. So mm -hmm. I often hear, um, a, you know, people being told certain things from their doctors. And I'll just, I just say, look, your doctor has a thousand other things to know. So mm -hmm. the nutrition side should come from um, either a, a university qualified nutritionist or mm -hmm. A, um, dietitian. Do we need a referral to go to like a dietitian, or could we could we just skip the middleman and just go straight you don't, to? You don't need a referral, but um, mm -hmm. in Australia we do have um, Medicare. So sure. if you have a chronic uh, condition, you are eligible, depending on your GP, mm -hmm. to um, seek um, dietary support from a dietitian under like the Medicare scheme. So it's worthwhile. Um, it's worthwhile um, going through that avenue if you would like to, but you don't need to um, see a dietitian um, mm -hmm. just via your GP. I mean, I do a lot of stuff in um, aged care as well. So I do a lot of malnutrition related work. So a lot of people think I just work, um, you know, dietetics is all around like losing weight, but it's actually about gaining weight as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what about the, how much of, you go to? how much of what you do ends up being about the human you know, the, the mind it's, it's, you're basically a counselor, yeah. one part diet, signed up for a dietitian, became a counselor. It, honestly, the amount of, often we get told a lot more information than say, cause I work in a multidisciplinary team. So I work with diabetes educators and exercise physiologists, endocrinologists. And for some reason, patients love telling me about all their backstory, which is, um, it's helpful because obviously you get a full picture about the person. And sometimes you don't really understand why something is happening. And then when you actually find out the little, like the backstory, it makes a bit more sense. But yeah, it's um, very much counseling. <laughs> food is important. So like, you know, food's yeah. so much more than just nutrients. So food is, you know, emotion. So like we celebrate with food. We, we enjoy food. I enjoy food. Um, I sort of got into dietetics um, probably a little bit of a different way than most people. So I didn't get into dietetics because I... Um, was interested in health. I wasn't really interested in health. I enjoyed chemistry and science and I like food. So that's how it sort of came together for me. I was actually going to do um, chemical engineering. <laughs> Ended yeah. up doing nutrition and dietetics. Yeah. And what was the change? What what made you sort of, you know, so, um, so I did some work experience in um, chemical engineering and it was just so batshit boring. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. I, I, I realized that I actually like talking to people and, you know, like interacting with people, whereas chemical engineering isn't really that. Like you sort of work, like shift work and, you know, and you're away and whatever. So I like chemistry. So I, um, when I found out that I could use chemistry and food together, I thought, bingo. Do you and know I mean, the first on, 20 elements of the periodic job. table? That's chemistry, isn't it? Do you know the first 20? Ooh, no, I'm rusty on that. Really? I'm rusty on that. Hydrogen, but I do, helium, I... lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon, sodium, magnesium, silicon, phosphorus, Look at this sulfur, over here. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what they all mean. And I think I pronounced some of them wrong. But um, <laughs> it's like a Katy Perry song, you know, you get it in your head. You can never forget the... You didn't, you didn't like turn it into a song or anything. You didn't have to... 
I memorized no, it for we nothing. Actually, so for all our exams, we actually had the periodic table with oh, you us. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's open the board. values underneath the periodic table to do. Um, sure. Do you yeah. have a favorite element? Uh, not really. I like okay. um, you don't have to. It's a pretty no. obscure sort of... Magnesium's great. It helps <laughs> my back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never really it, what thought about... so deeply about the periodic table. <laughs> um, vitamin C. Uh, you think you should the get band. it, yeah. like having supplements, good or bad? I mean, not bad. Donated. Uh, expensive urine. Expensive urine. Expensive yeah. urine. There's a tagline. <laughs> I mean, so is a bottle of, uh, you know, Maui or something. That's expensive <laughs> urine as well. <laughs> yeah. At least it makes it feel good. Concentrated urine. Dehydrated. <laughs> uh, actually, on the, on the expensive urine, what about like supplements in general then? I think so. Some people, so again, going back to like um, vegan diets, people following certain diets might might need supplementation. But again, it's um, in consultation with your GP, your dietitian, looking at blood work. Um, I'm not anti supplements. I think supplements can be. Um, I mean, I take vitamin D. Um, that's an important um, supplement for me to take since I'm brown. I can't absorb the sun very well. Um, but yeah, it depends on the type of supplement. Vitamin C, you don't need vitamin C. If you eat, like if you ate an orange, mm -hmm. you'd get what you need vitamin C wise. There's some research behind, um, you know, having vitamin C or making sure you have adequate amounts of vitamin C to like prolong the, on, like the duration of a cold. But again, mm. like just eat fruit and vegetables. You get plenty. Yeah. I think I have so a post on that. Um, yeah, I mean, about, you, are you are an influencer now. This is the thing you've yeah. gone from dietitian to influencer. Is it is it hard work <laughs> being an influencer on Instagram? I hate being called an influencer. <laughs> I know that's why I've said it. Oh. Too bad. Um, <laughs> Too bad. Um, do you know what? Honestly, I think everyone was like, "Oh, I, you know, you're so I, you must just live and breathe nutrition." And <laughs> I'm like, to be honest probably since I started this Instagram page and probably more into nutrition than I probably was before. Like, mm -hmm. as I said, I did nutrition, you know, there's a backstory behind it, but definitely it, it is interesting to see. Um, I actually get a lot of, I, I, I get all the trolls on my page as well. They're more fun. <laughs> well, it's good. If you can have fun with the trolls, I think you're winning, right? Because if it, like you couldn't do it otherwise. You don't have trolls. Are you even winning? Like, you're not. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, we, we have a, um, on our YouTube uh, live stream right now, we somehow, there was hundreds of people just commenting Trump 2020. Yeah. It was a it's troll. Yeah, yeah. the Russian bots. Yeah, so, it was the Russian so it was bots. Big troll. That was good. It was all happening. Good, good little troll. Um, like, what do these people do with their time? I'm just like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a, people have time, I guess. Like, that's the, yeah. It's, it's One weird. thing I have noticed with my Instagram page is people really believe their opinions are fact. And I always like saying to people, mm. no, science is fact. Your opinion is your opinion. It doesn't make it yeah, fact. I mean, there's, there's science deniers now. So it's like at what that point, what are you listening to at all? It's oh. <laughs> So they're probably the ones on your page. Lots of noise. I mean, nutrition yeah. is annoying. Anyways, because everyone thinks they know everything about nutrition. Even people in nutrition don't know everything about nutrition because it's an evolving yeah. science. So if I sat here and said, I know everything about nutrition, I don't. Um, it is no evolving science. But some people are really firm in their 
opinions and their beliefs. Yeah. Aside yeah, time. I mean, as as a nutritionist, would you suggest or dietitian uh, or nutritionist? And what's the difference, it? by the way? I'm just. I'm, yeah. So every diet. So, so in Australia, so every dietitian has done um, a bachelor of science in nutrition. Uh -huh. um, nutritionist is an unregulated term, unfortunately. Um, so it's about understanding where the person has got their nutrition qualification from. So mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. So sure. people, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. And that's unfortunate because there's nutritionists that have done like a four-year degree sure. at university. Yeah. So it's about understanding um, the terminology behind it. I think a registered nutritionist is the title for um, university qualified nutritionist. So I'm a dietitian yeah. and nutritionist. But I, I go by the uh, dietitian title. Look, I'll just go as an influencer. What, what do you reckon we drink <laughs> or we don't drink tonight? <laughs> yeah, it's so Friday, alcohol. right? Yeah, exactly. It's Friday. Yeah, no, no. we've got it's the Friday. we've got the uh, the all. Well, you you the suggested dock. coffee, so the espresso martinis are looking good. I think that that's <laughs> it. Sort of kills two birds with one stone. Um, no, I think you so much. It. Thanks so much for coming yeah, on. It was so fun. And no, thanks, um, for thanks, savvy dietitian.